It's time for Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And now your host, Doug Murin. Hey, welcome back again this week. Uh, of course, we're on Thursdays now. If you're listening on podcast, you don't really care what day it is. Uh, we're doing a, a part two of the message we began last week on uh, how faith works. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, uh, I... It's, it's one of those messages that, frankly, how faith works. Uh, I have friends who think they know how faith works, and uh, I'm always a little intimidated by them because I've seen some pretty amazing miracles, and there are times my faith is just incredibly strong. But there are other times, if you're like me, you feel like you've been totally drained of anything you've ever felt or known about faith. It's just one of those, one of those things that a friend of mine says leaks quickly. You know, joy leaks, faith leaks, a lot of stuff leaks. So today, I'm hoping this will replenish your understanding of how faith works. And we'll be back in a little bit uh, to talk about a couple other things. God bless you. The Bible describes faith as a marriage. You'll, you'll find a synonymous use of this concept that when one makes the decision to marry someone, it is a commitment that rules out all of their options. And you'll find that in the Bible often... Our commitment to Christ is described as a marriage bond. So when I receive the gift of faith, one of the things that happens is the Lord regularly causes me to make a commitment to Him that rules out other options. And as He gives you faith for a specific facet of your life, be it for your business, your children, your family, a new house, things that God is interested in, for your knowledge of Him that increases by faith, He will always break you through a threshold of commitment. None of us here have ever grown in faith without a commitment. I can remember in the church that I first received Christ, it was a regular practice on Sunday night that if someone had received Christ that week, they would share their, we called it their testimony, in that evening service. And I remember, well, I'd led a friend of mine named Barry to Christ, and we were interviewing him, and Barry got up, and they asked him, well, how do you feel now that you've received Christ? And Barry had a drug problem before he'd met the Lord, and kind of a rough guy, a barroom musician. And, and he got up and said, well, I feel blankety-blank good these days. And, and I was just devastated because, this, you know, everyone looked at me like, another one of Murin's converts, all right. And, and, and yet that practice that we did of having people share their faith was good because it caused us to make a commitment. Water baptism is making a commitment. Your faith and my faith will remain inauthentic if it doesn't have commitment involved in it. Two, it has the element of continuance, or three rather. It's a gift, has commitment. Third, has the element of continuance. Now, what do I mean by that? It has the capacity to continue on through thresholds. To continue on beyond comfort zones. Hebrews 11 talks in the most part about authentic faith being able to be intact under pressure and under longer periods of time than we are comfortable living with. Authentic faith persistently goes on in, in a character trait of continuance that involves persistence, or the Bible uses the word perseverance. Authentic faith Perseveres, And some of you are considering Christ for the first time this morning. You need to know, the authentic kind is not a try it out and see kind. It is a kind that says, I will persevere in this, and my character will rise to the degree I've committed to Christ. 
let me tell the story. There's a biblical illustration of this. Abram. Abram, the Bible says, was 80 plus, and Sarah, his wife, was 80 plus, and God came to him and said they're going to have a kid. I mean, Sarah's a number of decades past menopause. She's not ovulated. Abram, evidently, as you read the text, hasn't been too interesting either for quite some period of time. And yet they're going to have a child. And the Bible says they had faith. And Romans 4 says they believed, they hoped against hope and thought, okay. And they had a child, Isaac, 80 plus years old. Never happened since. But it was a miracle of God. They had to continue on. The Bible also says that Abram was told that they would be a land they would receive, that his descendants would number as the stars of the heavens and the sands of the sea. Now, he didn't ever see that, but he continued to his death believing that. He continued. Authentic faith has a continuance to it. it you continue to persevere. I've discovered this about authentic faith. It must go through thresholds of great resistance if it's biblical kind. If you're going to come to Christ, you will be challenged by the enemy of your soul. We know him to be named Satan. As soon as you make a decision, you will go through a rigorous challenging time and you will need to choose, even in the face of doubt, to believe. Uh, A good way to illustrate how faith grows is this Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, I was asked by John Holland, our uh, president of our a family of churches, Foursquare Churches International, to speak to about 200 pastors and their staffs and wives in, um, around the Baltimore area. So I got an airplane money and flew to Baltimore. I had no idea it took that long to get there. And I got in a car and I had to drive to up around the Chesapeake Bay. And I was pacing, uh, paying close attention uh, because I wanted to make sure I got the right routes on the way back to the airport because the way I figured I had five minutes to spare by the time my last session was over and to actually get on the airplane to be back here for Wednesday night, which was something that I wanted to do. So as I left the Baltimore airport, I watched, okay, I'm going down 272, I had the map, and then I went into 869 and went into I-90, and, and, I, and I had it all mapped out. I finished my session on Wednesday morning, I ran to my car, I sped down the freeway in the name of Jesus and under His grace, <laughs> and went through one toll booth, and I came to another one, and then there was a sign. Now, when I left the airport, I came out on Highway 272, but now I noticed that there was this large sign that said 272 goes that way, and this I-90 keeps going straight, and BWI International Airport is straight ahead on this road. That big sign said that. Had the logo and the whole shooting. It said Baltimore, Washington Airport, straight ahead. And I'll tell you, that was a very challenging thing because I knew that I'd come out on 272 in a different way. And that the, the airport was right off 272. And, you know, you're on the East Coast, and, you know, you hope those, sounds, those signs are right. You know the mafia is pretty big around Baltimore. And you, you, know, you, you look at that, and you know if you go the wrong way, you're, you're sunk. You aren't going to get back. So... I thought for a minute, experience told me that 272 was the right way. That's the way I'd come before, and it worked for me. But the sign said, straight ahead. So I decided I'd follow the sign. I went straight ahead. What did I have faith in? The sign. And I drove, and I drove, and I drove, and it was multiple miles without any sign. And I knew, maybe I read the sign wrong. 
oh no, I'm going to miss this airplane. I'm going to have to drive to Washington. I don't know Washington. I hate Washington. I hate Baltimore, for that matter. And, and, and I was driving and driving. I came to another toll booth, and I, and I, 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 in desperation, I said, can you help me? There were cars lined up, you know. She looked like a nice enough person. Once again, an East Coast person, you never know. I've been out there before, and, you know, they, they aren't, you know, I mean, they spot a Westerner right off. You say, please and thank you, you are not from the East Coast. <laughs> and, and so I paid her, and I said, now, is the Baltimore-Washington International Airport straight ahead? And she looked at me and smiled. She said, yes, it's the second exit on the right, exit 52 off I-90. I said, thank you, and I drove ahead. But you know what went through my mind? I thought, she's a nice enough looking woman. She is East Coast. If I get this wrong, I'm in trouble. And I still was tempted to turn around and go back to 272 because I had taken that before and it worked for me. But I decided I would go straight ahead and continue on. What was I having faith in? Her, what she had told me. That is authentic faith, where you continue going on beyond what you are honestly totally comfortable with. And sure enough, on my right, two X's up, was Baltimore, Washington International Airport. Now, when I pulled into the airport, guess what I didn't have anymore? Didn't need any faith. Wasn't faith anymore. I was seeing the airport. I felt good. I'm comfortable living in that realm. Faith bothers me. Let me tell you. That's the other side. Faith is always mildly irritating. (laughs) It is. Faith is always mildly unnerving, or it's not the authentic variety. Hey, uh, I'm going to kind of interrupt here and uh, take care of some, uh, well, well, I guess we could call it business. Uh, This is a a faith-operated ministry. I have a lot of friends who've helped us put this on there, and we always need more friends because I'll I'll tell you, one of the things we want to do with this show is not just explain how faith works and do evangelism, but there's another part of the show that we're working with uh, uh, the network on. They're little little short vignettes about how to receive Christ, little evangelism. And uh, I've got some sponsors, but I would like to see if I couldn't get some people who listen to the show regularly who want to uh, invest some funds to buy airtime at times when people who probably are seeking something in their life would be listening to FM stations or or even the station you're listening to now. If you'd like to help us with any contribution, it really will only go toward airtime. It doesn't doesn't go to anything else. If you want to help out, here's the simplest way is go to your go to your computer, go pull up Bing or Google or whatever you do. Put in DougMirrenRadio.com. DougMirrenRadio.com. And in there, there's a little section where you can give by PayPal or my address is there where you can contribute. And rather than have you go find a pen and write down an address, just, just everybody's got a computer. Go to your computer, look it up, and you could help me reach people. Uh, that's, that's what we're wanting to do right now. And I need to raise some money to be able to do that. I have some friends who've gotten me a good chunk of the way there, and we'll put it toward airtime here. Thank you for taking the time to consider that. I'm, I'm praying for some people to respond. 
And in the meantime, let's get back to our message and uh, grow in how faith works, shall we? And another way to support the Caught on Tape broadcast, when you purchase Logos Bible software products, a portion of those proceeds will benefit this radio program. Just go to Logos.com slash Caught on Tape. That's Logos.com slash Caught on Tape. And now back to more Caught on Tape with Doug Muren. Let's move on, and I, I've got to conclude here in a second. Faith is also a choice. You'll find that faith causes you to choose. Next, faith, the, the Greek word pisteo and the Hebrew word amen. Have you ever heard the word amen? Amen means faith in the Old Testament. Also means trust or reliance. It also means trust or reliance. It means to put your life at risk on the reputation of God is literally what the application of that word means. Now, uh, when I turned 40 this summer, the, the, I was given uh, by s- some of the staff a really wonderful birthday present. Uh, and I'm going to uh, be required to use this tomorrow. And I was given a bungee jump. I really wasn't all that excited about the gift, and they knew I wouldn't be, so they called me a chicken. They said, well, here's a gift you'll probably never have the courage to use, and that's all it took. I am going to jump. They will not call me a chicken, so tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock, be in deep intercession. Now, when I do this, when I do this bungee jump, they're going to wrap this cord around me, and they're going to take me up four stories on this crane. And I'm going to keep my eyes closed the whole time, and I'm going to say, tap me on the shoulder and point me in the right direction, and I'll jump. But I know when I jump, what am I putting my faith in when I, when I jump in? That cord, in God, ultimately, but in that cord, in that cord. I have checked. They've not increased any of my insurance policies, as best I can tell, so I'm, I think I'm okay. I am going to tell the guy I weigh 450 pounds, though, when they wrap that cord down. Now, and... And when I lunge off of there, I'm putting my faith in that cord that I will not smash into that ground. Right? That's literally what the Greek word faith means. It means to lunge out there and trust and rely. Authentic faith always entails a reliance. And finally, in closing, authentic faith is a gift that begins, but it also grows. Dr. Cho has written a great book. It's called More Than Numbers. Dr. Cho pastors the largest church in the world. He's kind of small, 663,000 members. He describes how God works the gift of faith in his life in these terms. He said when he was a young minister, he didn't have a bicycle, he didn't have any transportation, he didn't have any desk or typewriter. And so he asked God to give him a bicycle, a typewriter, and a desk. And He read the Bible, and the Bible says you have whatever you ask, and he felt that the Lord had given him the assurance he would have it. He felt he deserved it and needed it to do the job. So he went to a meeting, and they were praying together, some of his friends, and they said, well, what has God shown you? And he said, well, God has shown me that I have a bicycle, a desk, and a typewriter. And one of the guys said, I want to see it. Now, Dr. Cho said, okay, come on over. He was quite nervous, he said, all the way home because he had no bicycle, desk, or typewriter yet. He'd only asked God for it, and God had said, live in the assurance as though faith is the substance of things unseen, the 
certainty of things hoped for. And he wondered what he was going to say to his friend, who would certainly call him a liar once he got there. Well, he arrived, and he asked the Holy Spirit what to say, and the guy said, well, can I look at it? And Dr. Cho said, well, actually, I'm only pregnant with these things. And the guy looked at him with a a puzzled look on his face, and, and he began to describe how the Lord had shown him that faith works. It's like a seed. And it comes to you. In fact, the Bible says there are different measures of faith, and faith actually grows and sometimes can ebb. That as we live in an optimistic environment, a prayer-filled environment, a word-oriented environment, we begin to see the way God sees, that what happens is sometimes he will bring the seed of faith for something that when we feed this faith, this gift, it actually begins to grow in us in this kind of certainty. Now, I know Dr. Cho in some circles is controversial, but I think he's right if you see this as a metaphor rather than Bible. It's a wonderful metaphor. I have experienced faith this way. Where it does begin small, and when you begin to nurture it and feed it as as though you were a mother with child, that there always comes this process of birth. Others may not be able to see what you are receiving faith for, but it is certainly coming. You can feel the pangs of life in your very being. And that is a, a certainty that it will appear in God's time. Authentic faith honors the gestation period that proceeds and leads to the release point for that which we are believing in. Okay, now now giving our our brush with fire this morning, uh, I need to conclude at this point. But I am concerned that we have authentic faith. I want to look to the Lord and say, yes, Lord, you will find faith on earth because we're going to have the persistent biblical kind. And so I encourage you, as you receive the gift of faith from God, ask yourself, am I honestly receiving this as gift from Him? Am I living in a committed way? Am I breaking through in continuance and perseverance? Am I making choices that affirm this? Am I feeding what God has spoken in my life? Am I feeding this birth of faith that happens in my life? I'll tell you, I have a great deal more faith now after walking with the Lord 22 years than I had when I began. Okay? And, and why is that? Well, because I've constantly seen God do stuff. My experience confirms my faith. Knowledge and things that I've learned have fed my faith. An environment of optimism feeds our faith. Negativism will kill faith. I encourage you to receive from the Lord this morning authentic faith. I didn't want this message to be one of these things where we would tighten our fists, grit our teeth, and say, I will believe more. But I want to ask you, will you continue with me to say, Lord, I want to be receiving every day the authentic variety of biblical faith that understands when I ask God, He certainly and quickly wants to respond. But sometimes in our stress-ridden world, it appears to be not quick enough. I want the kind of faith that will break through that threshold. I want to know that I'm of more importance than this widow was to the judge. And I know that God's character is not anywhere near as, as, as tainted as the judge that we read about. We can believe in God and trust Him. I feel, too, I want to speak a little bit prophetically. I feel like some of us have received promises from God, and we've come right up to this, to this point where it's, it's, it's an, almost a make it or break it thing. We've come up and we've, we've wondered. We're kind of like, we saw the signs at the airports that way, but our experience says, but it isn't happening. It isn't happening. The Word and everything is saying, continue on. And, and I feel like the Lord is saying, feed your faith. Feed your faith. Nurture 
the impregnation of that gift within you. And break thresholds. There are a lot of us who are about to break significant thresholds. We're pregnant with things from him. We've been tempted to abandon our dreams. And we've been tempted to abandon some of what we've seen in the Lord. Because frankly, it's a little more challenging than we've had before. But that's the way faith is. It faces ever more challenging circumstances successfully. I want to encourage you this morning to grab hold and receive from God authentic faith and continue on in your faith. Ignore what's rolling on around you and know that you can trust Him to do what He said. Amen? Let's pray. Christ, this morning, we love you. And, in fact, I want you to just stretch your hands out in front of you, every single person here. Just stretch your hands in front of you because God wants to give you and I today an increased measure of the gift of faith. There are things I know I'm pregnant with this morning. Some things, frankly, are none of your business. One of them is, I really feel like the Lord said, we're going to be 6,000 strong a year from now. I, I just really live with that and see it. I, I also know that there's going to be 3,000 people meet Jesus. That, those are a couple things I'm pretty excited about. I, I also am pregnant with the desire that the fruit of the Spirit would be increased in my life, in your life. And, and so, Lord, as we extend our hands, maybe, maybe some of us need housing. And you said we'd have that. Some of us, Lord, have been given businesses and ministry dreams. This morning, Lord, I pray the gift of faith would flow through this place. Many are beginning to decide to follow Christ. I pray the insertion of your word would be like a seed that would begin to grow to the point of birth in your name. Lord, we're going to go knowing that your Holy Spirit is breathing into us now authentic faith as a gift from you that will be more than substitute enough to face any challenge this week. We praise you for it. Holy Spirit, by your power, we receive it in Christ's name. And everyone said, Amen. Hey, uh, a lot of people ask me, how can I get my friend to hear this? I like this message today. Very simply, first, go to Krista, our, our main station. Go to Krista Radio, their podcast. Every show we've done is on their podcast site, and you can direct people there. And there, I, I think I've done at least one or two decent shows. You can go there and listen. They've got other, of course, uh, people that minister that are there as, as well. It's really a very, very good site on the podcast for Krista. Or you can go to my website, which is DougMurinRadio.com. DougMurinRadio.com. And if you'd like to uh, contribute, as I say, to our advancing, more outreach-oriented type programming, which is like three-minute spots we're working on, as well as a regular program, just go to the website there, and it'll tell you how to do it, where to mail, uh, if you want to send a gift, or you can just go right to PayPal there. And, uh, boy, I look forward to joining you again next week, or if not sooner. And another way to support the Caught on Tape broadcast, when you purchase Logos Bible software products, a portion of those proceeds will benefit this radio program. Just go to Logos.com slash Caught on Tape. That's Logos.com slash Caught on Tape. Caught on Tape with Doug Murin is a listener and friend-supported program. Your help with the show and expanding the evangelism events of Doug Murin is appreciated. You can write Doug Murin, Caught on Tape, at 1806 5th Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. Or online at DougMurinRadio.com.